This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now what? But on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us is Joe Hedgehill from the Albion Show. Good morning, how are you? I'm very good, thank you, lads. How, how are you all doing? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Of course, we are playing West Bromwich Albion in our next match. How much are you looking forward to that, Joe? A lot? A little bit? Not a lot? Do you think we're going to do all right? Do you think you're going to be all right? I'm looking forward to it, actually. I think it's going to be a really interesting game. You've got two sides who are like not for just coming down from the Premier League, obviously. You've got a new manager, a new style of play they're trying to implement. And with us, we've got Steve Bruce. We know what he's going to offer. We know what he's going to do. He's made some really good signings, I think, this season. And yeah, it's just going to be a really good game, hopefully. Both teams looking to win it and it'll be hopefully expansive. I mean, you mentioned Steve Bruce there. and He's one of those, depending on which club you talk to, he was either, you know, if you talk to Hull, they loved him. If you talk to Newcastle, they were making many, many effigies in order to burn them. Um, how has he gone down since, obviously, that, that was obviously a very difficult time for him. How has he been received uh, last season? And how has he looked now? Because you've made three sort of midfield signings that look like they could really make a difference. Is there a more positive vibe around the Hawthorns? Yeah, I definitely, definitely think so this season. Last season was a bit dire, really. I think because we had kind of Ishmael and uh, with Bruce coming into it, he didn't get a transfer window to get his players in and to get kind of his ideas across. So we had Andy Carroll up front. So we were kind of dictating the play with him to kind of get the ball up to him. But now we've kind of got more creative midfield players that we didn't have last year. So you've got lots of Swift, Wallace and Yakushi who's a more defensive kind of midfielder. I think all Albion fans would agree with me here that we're optimistic about this season. We've got a better squad than we did last season. And I think Bruce has tried to Im- trying to implement a more kind of possession-based style of play compared to last year where it's been kind of more long ball, especially under Bruce's mm-hmm. second half. But he's kind of emphasised over pre-season that he wants to play more possession. There wasn't kind of evident in the Middlesbrough game because I think we had kind of a game plan to deal with Middlesbrough rather than mm-hmm. kind of playing our own way, which I think will probably be the same against Watford because they are you, you're a very good team. You've got fantastic players. So we need to see how Bruce deals with that. 
but I, I'm excited for the season. I think it'll be interesting because, I mean, the signings that you've made, uh, especially the first two that you mentioned there, Swift and Wallace especially, were, I think, kind of coveted by a number of championship clubs going really good, free signings, solid in the middle. And I, it's going to be an interesting game because I think if you looked at us last week against Sheffield United and, and Carlos was sat next to somebody who most people know in the championship, Benjamin Bloom, and his observation was they were better in the middle, Sheffield United, and probably better at the back. But up front, we've got a real cutting edge. So it'd be really interesting to see that battle in the middle because I think there'll be some fans uh, of Watford who'll be wailing and gnashing their teeth that we didn't make those signings because there's already a few, I think. So it'd be an interesting thing to see. Yeah, who's yeah. the lad you signed from Brighton? Is it Malumbi? Um, yeah, Jason Malumbi. He yeah, was on he... last season. Yeah, and some family. Yeah, he's a player I rate actually. I mean, I'm surprised. Um, I'm not surprised he's gone to West Brom because it's it's a big club. But I'm surprised Brighton. He didn't really kind of cut into Brighton's side ever. Um, and, and I think he'll make a real difference for you this season. Yeah, no, he's looked like really bright this season. He had a few good spells last season, but especially in the middle of the game, he was kind of lively. It's kind of the legs we need yeah. compared to like Alex Moa, who's kind of a more kind of dictated style of play, kind of play long balls. But Malumbi's kind of all legs running around pressing, which I think would really suit our style of play. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to ask you, Joe, do you think there's a bit of pressure on West Brom this season to get promoted? Bear in mind, you know, you are, doesn't matter what you say, you are a big team in, in this division in, in terms of not just facilities and, and the, the fan base and so forth. But I worry about the championship and it, it's very, you know, you've only got to look at teams like Sunderland who have come out of the Premier League, spent a couple of seasons in the championship and then obviously have, have gone lower back now. But do, do you think West Brom are kind of on that opening now where it's either get back up or they, they really have to rethink their, the, the way they do things? Yeah, I think it's a lot of pressure this season because it's the last season of parachute payments. So mm. if we don't go up this season, we're kind of going to be have to force to sell players and reduce our wage bill, especially because we've got this Ron Gourlay now who was at Chelsea and Reading and kind of ruined Reading, I think is what yeah. they say about him because he always <laughs> yeah, put high, yeah. high contracts for their players. So we, we don't know what that's going to happen, what contract he's given to the likes of Swift and Wallace. But um, I think there is a pressure. We, we've spent, we haven't spent much money, but we've spent a lot on wages. And um, it is, we've got a very good squad, but whether that will be enough to get promoted, I'm not still sure. Yeah, we still need to have a couple of other players. At the start of last season, you guys came down. I don't know if you came down for the pre-season friendly, which was like everybody going, my God, we're allowed back in the ground for the first time. And it was a pre-season friendly and you guys turned up en masse and made a bloody racket. And Ben Foster came around just to say thank you. He seemed to leave in acrimonious kind of circumstances when he came back to us, but he seems to still have, a lot of love from the Albion fans. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I think he's been, he was training with us um, earlier in the pre-season because yeah, uh, he didn't have a club. But yeah, yeah he's, always, he's a fan favourite. He's, he's he's a legend. He's um, he's one of the best goalkeepers I've ever seen down the Albion. So I mean, best, I mean, The best time waster I've ever seen as well. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> brilliant. It, it's, <laughs> my, I was talking to my family. We have the Ben Foster School of Time Wasting is, is the tactic. <laughs> <laughs> that he always used to implement but yeah he's 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 a cracking bloke and uh, he's a great goalkeeper talking, well, talking mean, of goalkeepers uh, um i'm trying to think of one of the last visits up to uh the hawthorns didn't Hawthorne. gomez do a double yeah, save Berahino. on penalties a couple of penalties yeah saves, didn't he? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was I, I, I was there as well i was just watching a twitter cliff on watford's um twitter page and it was that that exact moment about perahino missed two penalties and uh i'm glad that um I'm glad that he's not here anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah, we also had the um, in the season in Ben Foster's last season because um, we were up there and you went 2 0 up and we pulled it back to 2 1. And then the last minute, 
equaliser from Richarlison. So that dates it, obviously, um, where we all went. At, it was like a, it was like a win for us, and obviously, yeah, uh, I we, we sat right next to the West Brom fans in, in that end, and uh, some of them weren't very happy, I have to say, um, in terms of that. But we've had some absolute belters of of, of games, uh, both both down at our place and yours. But they don't tend to be that. That's probably the exception of one that I can think of that's been even. It tends to be you're pretty bloody dominant or you know, down at our place, we can sometimes kind of uh, kind of take it over a little bit. So it'd be interesting to see how it goes. I think it's going to be one of those close games. What's going to be success as far as you're concerned? Are you Would you take a, a playoff position or with that parachute money going, is it absolutely nailed on? You've got to make it. I think promotion, no, sorry, not promotion, um, playoffs has to be the target this year, the, the minimum, just because we, we've got a good squad, we've got good players, but you, if you look at the teams that have come down yourselves, um, Norwich and um, Burnley, Burnley. The other one? Burnley, Burnley, yeah, they, they've got fantastic squads. They're... Easily forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to be talking to Burnley. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> we're talking to them soon. Uh, so yeah, um, with those squads, I think they're they're going to be at the top. You guys, all the rest, they'll, they'll you'll be kind of the fight in the top three, I reckon. And then it's a, kind of between us, Sheffield United, Middlesbrough, and kind of those kind of teams battling for those playoff spots. I think. Promotion uh, automatics would be a big ask for us, but like for anywhere between fourth and sixth place would be realistic for us. I think you've got a manager though who's you know he knows the championship, and I think it, if you're looking for uh, you know as, as you've just said, it's the last season of parachute payments. You need to get up. Steve Bruce is, is definitely CV you know suggests that he he can do it. The purchases you made in the you know in the transfer window as well, it, things are things are pointing in the right direction, but. You know, I mean, you know as well as I do, the championship is bonkers. It's such a mental league. You know, you could be Christmas time, you could be in the bottom half of the league and still get promoted. You know, it's crazy. So it's really hard to tell where anyone's going to finish at this, this point. This is we we don't know. We're we're a, you know we we played very well against Sheffield United. I think Sheffield United were a bit toothless at times in that game, mm. but in general, we were we you know we were pretty good. And everyone's come away thinking of. Oh, you know, we, we, we should be all right this season, but you, you just don't know. You really don't know. And it's, uh, I think it's a real big test this game for us going away to the Hawthorns, which is never an easy place to go and play football anyway for an away away team. Uh, so, yeah, at the end of this game, I, I think I'll be a little bit more comfortable about where we're going to be this season. Yeah, yeah. I think, especially because it's our first home game, I think the atmosphere is going to be kind of rocking. Yeah. Just last last season, our atmosphere was dire. Especially under Ismail, I think kind of the fans turned against him. People we had a point on that, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know he yeah, done yeah. well at Barnsley, but he, he didn't set the world on fire, did he? In, in, in terms, so yeah. It was initially, so um, we had a technical director, Luke Dowling. I think he was a former Watford or not. He is. One of the two. For, for, yeah. for both, formerly both. Yeah. Yeah, so he was our technical director um, in charge of kind of the appointments. Uh, we were targeting Ismail. We, we wanted Chris Wilder, but I think the owner. Our owner wouldn't um, kind of allow it because he had a poor relationship with the Sheffield United owners mm-hmm. before. So uh, one of the names came up was Valerian Ishmael, but he didn't fancy Valerian Ishmael's lot like style of play, kind of more kind of long ball, uh, direct focus. He wanted kind of a more like passive, more passing, um, more easy on the eye football. But then he left, and we brought in um, Juki. He's our he's our new set director. He's again left because of the Ishmael appointment. So yeah, he like pushed for his mail. We paid two million pound compensation, which could have easily been used to get some more players, especially a striker. I think we really needed a striker in the first half of last season because we had Jordan Hughes on the front, and he was he was rubbish. Genuinely, he was one of the worst strikers I've ever seen. 
it, it, it was a weird appointment, and I think we should have gone for someone like Chris Wilder, who's obviously done so well at Sheffield United, and, and Middlesbrough so far this season and last season as well. So, who do you think West Brom should be looking out for Watford-wise tomorrow evening? I think it's your front three. I mean, your front three are so deadly. You've got Saar, Dennis and Pedro. They are probably the best front three in the league. I think it's easy to say for a mile. Do, do you like, reckon they'll still be there by the end of the window? Can't, it's hard, hard to say. say. It's hard yeah, to say. It's hard really. to say. I think uh, what, Jao Pedro will be, definitely. I, you know, put, I, I'd put my mortgage on that, that he, he would, uh, he'll still be there. But Saar and Dennis, yeah, I, I'm not too sure. I think out of the two... I think the one that the majority of people would want to stay would be probably Dennis, as I think he gives us a little bit more than Saar has, especially last season. My God, he spent more time in playing for his country than he did for us. We know he's got it. We know what he can do because people have seen it. You know, he single-handedly, in, in some aspects, destroyed Liverpool. And we know he can do it and he can pull it out, but it's just as and when. And Peter has a, a term for him. He's, he's a bit of a... Uh, What's moments, your term? Moments player. He's a, he's a, he's a yeah. player of moments. If he moments, turns up for yeah. five minutes, he could devastate an opposition. But you know what it's like with those kind of players. They need to get the ball in a certain position or in a certain mood or against a certain opponent or isolate someone and then open the game up. And if they don't have that moment in five minutes, then they're a waste for 90. So you have this kind of balance to, to, to fight between functionality and the spectacular creativity um so yeah he's kind of frustrated us i think and it, it is it's a question of who out of those three will get i would also bet carlos's mortgage on uh on pedro being there not necessarily my own but you know betting with carlos's capital was an option now i will be doing it consistently <laughs> um, dennis is the one that you would see lots of people coming and, and and seeing him because we were kind of dysfunctional last season um, and this is some coming for coming from watford fans we're going no last season was even more dysfunctional than normal but he could create something out of nothing he you know he he, gab, he grabbed 10 goals he got another six assists he could have got far more because he's a little bit selfish but in fairness he was playing in a team where he didn't see anything better in you know alongside him than him taking the option you can kind of understand it in some ways so he can be a little bit blow a little bit hot and cold if anybody's looking to buy him he can also have an argument in a phone box but he can be a devastating footballer and when he's happy he can also be you can you can see he can light up the stadium and bring the whole kind of club together it's just a question of which one turns up as with Ismail Assar you've got the most talented player in the championship he should be playing at a top six but he's got the personality of a stroppy toddler you know and and this is me saying that so you know i know i know <laughs> he's a stroppy toddler granted oversized but you know the, the description still stands so who <laughs> should who should we be looking out for tomorrow then from from west brom who should we be trying to mark or keep out of the game well i think uh our new two signings john swift and Jed Wallace, they were kind of brilliant in our first game. I think they have to be the ones that you look out for and kind of mark closely, especially Jed Wallace down there. Yeah, way, I, I, I always felt Jed Wallace was, was uh, no disrespect to Millwall, but was too good for Millwall. He used to run, yeah. run that midfield for him. Yeah, I, I do like Jed Wallace. Yeah, I think you have to look at the numbers. They, they consistently put out good numbers for the championship and they could easily have had a Premier League move last season. I think a lot of number of Reading fans were angry that he went to West Brom rather than get like a lower Premier League team, like a Brentford maybe or like a newly promoted side, like a forest. I think that would have been a more realistic move. Uh, but we're, we're delighted to have them both, honestly. Mm. We are genuinely kind of buzzing to have them. And they are definitely the danger men, as well as Daryl DK. He came in last season for 7 million. He didn't play. Well, he played like twice for one against, on the Manchester QPI. He started against Peterborough, and then he got injured. 
he didn't play for the rest of the season, but he came on against Middlesbrough um, last Sunday or last Saturday evening, and he was a beast. He bullied every defender there, and if he starts, we're not sure whether he will start because Bruce wants to kind of ease him back into kind of a match game, match fitness. Um, I think he's a really kind of exciting option up front that we've got. We need another striker, but he's, he's definitely kind of going to be a bully this season. He does look very good. Uh, we were linked with him start of last season, so I did a video stuff on him, and he's, uh, you know, he's a little bit like Josie Altador, uh, who was yeah. who previously was at, at Sunderland, and again because he came from the states, and there's always that question about somebody who's, you know, got that huge American athletic physique. But do they have the deep understanding of the game? You know, they you often see them score spectacular goals, but in and around. But then for Barnsley, he went and scored two goals against Luton. And that puts him in our very, very good book. So uh, so we, we, we hope he'll have a bad game. But other than that, he's quite popular, I think, with us. Um, so yeah. <laughs> who, what kind of position do you think is, you know, obviously we're now, what, about three weeks away from the end of the transfer window, something like that. What are you hoping you're going to turn on you know, your phone and find out you've, you've bought, what position do you think you need covering? So I reckon we need two loans. I think Bruce has made it clear that we're not going to buy anyone. Okay. We, don't have, we don't have the money, really. We're going to have money in January, but not at the moment. So we need a backup striker and a backup right back, I think, are the ones we need. I, I, one, one of the names that I would like to see at the Albion is Ethan Laird, but I know you guys have been linked yeah, Hands off. Hands off. To sign them. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, he's taken. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've never it. forgiven you for Nathan Ellington. So, no, uh, West, no. Not, not you personally, oh. Joe, but, but West Brom. So, yeah, yeah, hands off oh, that one, please. Trust me, if we blamed you, Joe, we wouldn't be taking the call. Albion, <laughs> if anybody from the Albion's listening, well done, you did us there. That was very good. You said about you said about right back. Obviously, you've got Darnell Furlong. Yes, who is who came from QPR and is the son of. He only played for us for two years, but his dad, Paul Furlong, was an absolute legend of his time he was just ridiculous forward for, for us how well how well is he considered there because obviously he's been there probably what now four or five years perhaps something like that how's he getting on uh, the son of one of our own initially he was great he was kind of he was attacking down the right side under billet especially he was kind of a more forward thinking right back kind of more progressive getting the crosses in but under in the Premier League season, he kind of became more ineffective. And obviously, because we're trying to play more defensive, we kind of he didn't get that option to shine. Under Ishmael is where at the start is where he had a really good kind of opening like ten games where he's long throws. I don't know if you saw him last season, but there were these kind of rockets in, and we used to score like pretty much every time. Uh, and then he was deployed more as kind of a right wing back last season. Where um, this season it's kind of Bruce has brought him more back. And um, yeah, and in this first game, he looked a little bit dodgy. I'm not going to lie, but hopefully, he can kind of kick on from here. And yeah, kind of prove us all wrong after that first game. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I rate him. I think he's good. Uh, Joe, I have got a really important question. So I'm traveling up to the game, uh, leave it, leaving Watford. I've got a bit of a sniffle. It's not COVID, by the way, it's just a cold. I need to get a curry. Any recommendations? Because some of the best curry around there when I've been around there before. I'm not going to lie. I don't really know any curries. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's, what it's, a tragic, it's, it's a tragedy. No, um, I, I, I'm not really kind of... I'm I, 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 a curry, but I don't... I know I don't have a curry at the Albion, so um, yeah, I'm literally normally kind of the guy who just gets in, gets a bottle of water and some chocolate or something, and sits down. I'm not, out. I, yeah, yeah, because um, I think when I I'm going, I'm going to uni this year, so when I've got probably more time on my hands, I'll probably go to like a pub or something beforehand and get. A drink. Let's talk about that quickly. What are you studying? Uh, hopefully, I've got results day in what kind of eleven days. Business yeah. management at Birmingham. So hopefully, okay. So hope, hoping to go to. 
hope to go to Birmingham or? Yeah, hopefully. Speaking of results day, then gentlemen, because oh, I, see I see where this is going. See where this is going. Segway there. Doddy amateurism. That was a segue and a half. I love the way anytime we actually do one of those, we go, oh my God, we got one right. No, anyway. <laughs> so, Joe, what's your forecast? Because what we're doing is we're kind of having the running table against against the opposition. So you're taking on both Justin and Carlos's prediction. I'll, I'll let you in on this. The Sheffield United, this was bloody rubbish. Everybody <laughs> went one all. What's the point of that? Absolute daft. Anyway, so... Here's the new rule. Justin and Cole cannot make the same prediction. Oh. So, so Joe, we start with you, sir. What do you think the scoreline's going to be Monday night? I think the scoreline will be 2-1 to West Brom. Oh, there you go. 2-1 West Brom. You wouldn't expect anything else from a man who's looking forward to his <laughs> first home game of the season and really has got his mind on his A-level results more than anything, clearly. <laughs> Justin, what are you going to go for? 2 nil Watford. I'm going to go two for. 2-0 Watford. 2-0 yeah. Watford. I'm going to go 2-0 Watford. Obviously, that ain't going to happen. The, unlu- <laughs> the unlucky shirt's not being worn Monday night. <laughs> <I can tell laughs> that much. I'm going to have, uh, I think it'll be a close game, but I'm going to have 1-0 Watford. Oh, okay. So, oh, wow. We, we are going to have a difference of opinion. I'm going to have to do something on the website now rather than go, everybody went one all, finished one all, everybody's on the same points. Not that I'm bitter or anything. <laughs> no, I think um, I'm, I'm confident that we're going to get some goals this season now. Having seen them play on Monday night, they look as if they're quite good going forward. And if they are able to um, convert some chances, then why not? Let's let's look positive. This is not something I thought I would do. This time last season, if we were playing you last season, I'd have gone, well, we're going to lose 4-0 um, <laughs> quite comfortably, uh, which is the scoreline that um, I watched when my only visit to the Hawthorns, Sunday afternoon, 98 sort of time. And uh, what a waste of an afternoon that was when you thumped us 4-0. So let's hope that doesn't happen. That's that's my uh, wish for tomorrow night. Let's have a... Yeah, I've had a kick in at the Hawthorns as well. It was a five-something. I think, I think Craig Dawson scored. Oh, God. Uh, I, I, I left yeah. early and they, they let you out as an away fan. Into uh, Joe, you'll know better than I do. It's a bit grim. It's like you come down the bottom of the hill with yeah, the away. Yeah, yeah. Little... yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're I didn't hang about. I was out. <laughs> I've had I've had three. I've had a one nil win, which I remember sitting next to David Connolly's mum. There you go. How niche is that? Blimey. That was a one nil win. We uh, we lost four one up there with Bob ha- uh, Bob Taylor scoring two, and it was at, oh, it was it was pillage time. It was ridiculous. Um, but the, the the week beforehand, we we'd been three nil down at home to Bolton Wanderers, and with twenty minutes to go, we came back and, and won four three. And me and my mate went, "Come on, let's go! This will be great." Not realizing really that the twenty minutes was the exception rather than the rule. West Brom <laughs> confirmed that the following week. It was bloody miserable. And then, of course, Richarlison equaliser draw felt like a win. So he, we it, we we'll see. We will review the results and get the table done, getting it up on the website. Oh, I'm so happy. We've got different results. There you go. We aim to please, Peter. You know, we can make your Sunday morning happy. It doesn't take much, let's be frank. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Joe from the Albion Show, thank you very much for joining us on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. Obviously, we wish you a successful season, but not when we're playing us. I'm sure you understand. More importantly, good good, good luck with the uh, the A-levels. Hope they come in for you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, we definitely wish yeah. you yeah, more, more, more than, than the A levels than the game. Yeah, so. that's it. <laughs> Absolutely right. Okay, well, Joe, thank, thank you. you very much for coming on, and we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers, Joe. Take Cheers. care. Cheers. Thank you.
Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.